0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode.
1: I've got some uh, a quick video clip of Joe Biden. Uh, one of the questions that he was asked in a uh, what appears to be a fairly in-depth interview with 60 Minutes. It came out recently. I've seen various clips from it earlier uh, today. And one of the big headlines that came out of this interview is he tells 60 Minutes the pandemic is over.
2: Well, he's not wrong. It's been over for quite a
1: while. I was
3: going to say it's just late.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, apparently a lot of people on the left are upset about Biden saying this. Of course, people that are observing this from a more of a nonpartisan perspective are saying, oh, how convenient. The Democrats are announcing that pandemic is over right before the midterm elections. Because Mm -hmm. remember, a few months ago, we had talked about the Biden administration had done some polling that found that even many Democrats were fed up with all the ongoing pandemic, quote unquote, restrictions.
3: He he had a PR firm that told him, like lay off on yeah. the pandemic stuff yeah.
1: lay off on that people so are tired that's of it. why it's been rolled back and like you know even at the federal courts they're not wearing masks anymore and they seem to be holding on to it longer than anyone else so the changes have been you know slowly been coming and now biden drops it you know two months or less than two months before the election that quote unquote the pandemic is over
2: i had not heard that about the pr firm i did see something a few days ago in the news of someone else not biden saying that the pandemic was over, and Fauci's coming around saying, a uh, uh, top scientist, I think it was, we're mm-hmm. saying that the pandemic is over or whatever, and Fauci was like, no, 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 that's that's crazy talk. The pandemic is ongoing. It will never end.
3: Wait, Pfizer, like the company? No, Fauci. Oh, Fauci.
1: I may have said Pfizer. I meant Fauci.
3: I haven't heard much from Fauci.
1: He said he was retiring at the end of the year, hmm. so presumably he's training his replacement right now, who I'm sure will be just as awful. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, but the clip here I want to play is actually about inflation, because, well, that's something that everybody has to deal with. The so-called pandemic wasn't even you know, real to begin with for most people, because most people were going to just get a little bit sick, and then they would get better.
3: My dad told me something so funny today about at the very beginning of the pandemic, um, in maybe like March, like the very beginning, I remember him and my whole family got sick in Utah, and they were all like, we're pretty sure we have it, well... He told me something I didn't know today. He said that the government, because he worked for the government, uh, just told him, call this hotline, and he got cleared to go back to work. I was like, wait, what? I never heard that. While he was sick? So he was sick. He called a hotline, told them his symptoms, and they're like, yeah, it's not COVID. You can Hmm. go back to work.
1: Here's the clip from Joe Biden. The reporter asks him a question about inflation, which is something that everybody, not just in the United States, but in uh, most places around the planet are dealing with because of central banks printing out more money. And uh, that, of course, is devaluing the money that you do have if you still have government money in savings. So here's what Biden has to say to just blow off the question. Mr. President,
4: as you know, last Tuesday, the annual inflation rate came in at 8.3 percent. The stock market nosedived. People are shocked by their grocery bills. What can you do better and faster?
5: Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective inflation rate month to month was just uh, 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 just an inch hardly
2: <laughs> yes because that is how we measure inflation numbers inches inches
4: and and feet you know you're not arguing that 8.3 is good news
5: no i'm not saying it's good news but it was 8.2 or 8.2 before i mean it's not you maybe i can make it sound like all of a sudden my god it went to 8.2%
3: it's 8.2% it, rate of inflation
5: over a year over a year and isn't it eight point three
2: that the guy said? And Biden yeah. just kept Biden just kept saying eight point two because mm-hmm. he had a stroke.
1: Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So it's interesting what he's doing here is he's trying to downplay inflation, acting like, well, we didn't get here all at once. It didn't just jump up to eight point two percent, and now it's kind of flatlined. It's like, hey, just a one point one percent from one month. It's no big deal. What are you guys so worried about? It's like. This guy doesn't even understand what people have to deal with.
3: Yeah, he doesn't have to, like, worry about money. No,
1: he's he's got all the food and all of the,
4: you know, cars and everything that he all needs.
5: All the diapers he needs. Right.
1: Let me go on. There's just a little bit more.
4: It's, been, it's the highest inflation rate, Mr. President, in 40 years. I
5: got that. <laughs> but guess what we are. We're in a position where for the last several months it hasn't spiked. It has just barely, it's been basically even. So, don't
2: worry, people. Your grocery bills have flatlined and they're not going up (laughs) any further. That's not exactly reassuring for people.
1: That's also, even though that's kind of what he's trying to portray, that's not even what's happening at all, right?
2: I was hoping it was going to be a sincere, truthful statement like we got from. (laughs) Right, no, like we got from Obama when Obama said that you know a, a nation is just a a, a, oh, a monopoly the on the use state. of violence yeah. in a geographic area or something like that. And, you know, he Obama didn't. Obama said that he did. He didn't mean to be honest and you know forthright about what the state is, but he was. It came out. You're right in that moment. What was the, the context
3: like? I can't imagine why he would say oh, that.
2: Hmm. It's fine if you don't I d- remember. I don't recall. No, I think it was at the UN or, so, or something ah. like that that he was giving a speech. I, I don't remember the specifics, but I was hoping you know we were going to get something like that from Biden here, where he was like, well, you know, inflation isn't actually the increase in prices; the increase no. in the money supply caused by the Federal Reserve. But you know, realistically, Biden, he probably actually doesn't know that, mm. and yeah. if he he may have known it once upon a time, but he's, he's a senile old.
1: old I could believe it when it comes to Biden. It's hard to really believe he is much more than just a talking mouthpiece for whoever it is that pulls the strings. So I can believe that he wouldn't know. But when it comes to people like the Federal Reserve or the Treasury Department, I don't buy that they don't know what inflation is. I don't I don't get I don't think that they're being truthful in any way uh, or, or just passing along misinformation. Biden just. You know, trying to play this off as though, oh well, no dramatic increase month to month is no big deal. That's essentially what he has been saying here, and it is it is dishonest and it is proof that this person has no idea what the average American yeah. has to actually go through and deal with when it comes to inflation.
2: He's sort of making the claim here that, you know, this is as bad as it's going to get, that inflation, you know, is crept up. It's slowly been rising, but now it's been 8.2% for a series of months now, and that, that's true, but it's additive month over month, I mean, year to year. I don't remember exactly how it all works. It's bizarre, but it's, it's disingenuous and untruthful at the very least. He, he's telling lies, and he's avoiding the question. Americans want to know. How much more expensive is their food going to get? They're going to be skipping meals and going hungry in the, in the foreseeable future as well, anything, electricity prices double and stuff like that.
1: If anything, he avoided the question of what is he going to do about it because he can't actually do anything about it. What you see happening in prices now isn't necessarily... like If they stop the print- printing presses tomorrow, you're not going to see the inflation rate just drop off the map. And
3: it's not it's, even just inflation. It's also the government's response to COVID messing up all the supply.
0: chains.
1: Oh, sure. Things. Sure. And that has resulted in other prices going up perhaps higher than 8%. So, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. The actual perception of what's going on by the average person at a grocery store They're seeing more than 8% on a lot of products. And, of course, you also have to factor out the fact that shrinkflation goes on where they're cutting the product amounts and cutting quality and trying to cut everywhere they can except for the price. So it's hard to just look at price alone. You also have to factor in what are you getting for the price. Well, these are the same people
3: that declared war on cancer and war on drugs, and we still have cancer and drugs.
1: Right, and the war on inflation will be as successful. Yep. Yeah. Uh, So, But, again, if they just stop printing money tomorrow— you're still gonna see, because of what Bonnie pointed out, you're still gonna see prices continuing to move upward because the economy hasn't caught up with all the the money printing. The money money gets printed yeah. and then it goes into the hands of the politically connected Right, so it might go to the military-industrial complex, or it might go to uh, the PPP loans that they were giving out to these mega corporations, or whatever. Right, and then they have to pay their employees, and then the employees get it, and then they spend it into the economy, and then of course the prices of things rise as more money gets uh, into the economy, chasing the same amount of goods. So, and it
2: takes a very long time for any of this money. Uh, The small percentage of it that the average person is actually going to get to
1: reach the average person. That's right. In the form
2: of an increase in wages or something like that. And that's
1: always behind. The wages have gone up, but not enough to make people have the same standard of living. Right. So he gets asked another question about his mental focus. And you know, he got to play this one for you.
4: You are the oldest president ever. Pretty good
5: shape, huh? (laughs) <laughs> Which leads to my next question. Remember
1: when he fell off his bicycle? I
5: did not.
4: You are more aware of this than anyone. Some people ask whether you are fit for the job. And when you hear that, I wonder what you think.
1: Watch me. <laughs> what you what? I mean, I- He's always doing like watch tough me. talk, gangster yeah. talk, right? Look. Yeah. What you, you what, dude? Yeah, what?
2: People are worried about your mental health. Watch me.
1: <laughs> all right, what? He's going
5: to try to explain. All right? I let's can get see if, worse.
1: Let's see if more words helps you clarify what he's trying to say.
5: Here. Honest to God, that's all I think. Watch me. Do what I'm doing. I, I think that, uh, you know, uh, I don't, when I sit down with our NATO allies and keep them together, I don't have them saying, wait a minute, well, old how, how are you, what are you say?" Okay, I okay. Mean,
3: Can you pause it? He said he doesn't have them saying, I don't have them saying, how old are you? What are you saying? So I get it more now, but it's just that he just mumbles so you can barely understand that at first.
2: How often does he sit down with his quote NATO allies? So it it can't be very often (laughs) in the first place. But, but you know, that first thing when he goes, it goes, watch me. Like (laughs) watch me. That sounds like, I don't know. It sounds so creepy, right? Like (laughs) I want to sneak up on someone while they're sleeping at like three o'clock in the morning and just lay that in their ear <laughs> to wake them up. Just Joe Biden
5: going, "Watch me." It's a matter of you know that old expression: "The proof of the pudding's in the eating." I mean,
2: have you ever heard that one? I I've heard the proof is in the pudding. I've never given it any thought. What it actually mean? What it actually means? He the says rest the of proof it, in
1: the pudding is in the eating,
2: which makes
3: sense. Yeah, it kind of does make sense if it's not. I've never old heard that one. Me I mean, either. he's
2: really old. I guess so that's maybe... the
1: end of the expression, right? I don't know, I and mean, that's a good question. Is is that like? The original one that you would have heard if you were eighty years old—that's like the he no is. malarkey
2: one. <laughs> when when he was running in whatever year it was, two thousand twenty or whatever, on the bu- on the side of his bus, he had no malarkey on the wow. side of it, man. Uh-huh. Like like he couldn't possibly be more out of touch with anyone <laughs> under the age of sixty-five.
5: There right. you I mean, go. I I respect the fact that people would say, you know, you're old and. But I think it relates to how much energy you have and whether or not the job you're doing is one consistent with what any person of any age would be able to do. I haven't observed anything in terms of, there's not things I don't do now that I did before, whether it's physical or mental or anything else.
1: All right. You see, he's got it together. He's really struggling with that answer, yeah. though. Like yeah. if. It was a 30-second-long answer, too.
2: And that was How a was question your, about your... Your question about mental health and it... You, mental focus. Yeah, focus. And you come at it from seven different approaches, and I don't think any of those at any point approached a complete sentence.
3: No. And even just saying, like, why would you just say, it's really focused? Like, the one time <laughs> when he was like, focused? I'm really focused.
2: Sharp as a laser. It's Watch just me.
3: like, what are you trying to say? Like, wh- wh- that doesn't prove anything, but...
1: Uh, so he said all he needed to say in that particular case. In the same interview, they're walking through. Uh, there's like a clip of them walking through some sort of car show. And the interviewer from 60 Minutes inquires with him about uh the covid situation and biden says the pandemic is over we still have a problem with covid we're still doing a lot of work on it but the pandemic is over he said further walking through the convention center he said to the correspondent if you notice no one's wearing masks everybody seems to be in pretty good shape so i think it's changing and i think this is a perfect example of it unquote so according to biden the pandemic is over but some progressive commentators disagree An MSNBC host is accusing Biden of lying. hold hold on,
2: because isn't this a matter of science? Like, if there's a pandemic or not, it's measurable and provable. We're like, hey, guys, look at the case numbers here. There is a pandemic. Like, that's not a matter of opinion.
1: Well, there's the science, and then there's actual science.
2: Right. right? But actual science is... It's not It's not a matter of, for progressive pundits to weigh in on or conservatives to weigh in on. It's a matter of let's look at the data and determine whether or not the criteria for a pandemic is currently
3: met. Well, they're saying completely dumb things that make no sense as if the pandemic is some kind of spiritual thing you can't really define. Like this lady, Nina Turner, who is awful on Twitter, she says she tweeted, the pandemic is over, but it's not over with it. But the pandemic isn't done with us.
1: You know, in most cases, it would be a sad thing. You made this comment I think right before we came back that yeah. uh, that it would be sad to laugh at somebody who was in the shape that Joe Biden is in. And I would agree. Like, you know, hey, that could be you someday, right? That could be your grandmother, that could be your dad. That could be, you know, somebody that you care about that's that's losing it, right? Because of right. old age and dementia or something that's going on. But because he's a thug, just like, you know, the other people in Washington, D.C., and he's more than happy to exterminate innocent life, I don't really feel like that we should have the same concerns Mm-mm. for being nice to this person.
2: I agree so. entirely. And I mean, it's not like he was a good person and then he became a senile old man and, right. you know, people took advantage of him and turned him into this, this thug no, life- no, worse yeah.
1: before. Lifelong politician who has presided over the ruining and the destruction and the killing of countless people's lives he was the vice president as uh, you know obama was bombing countless people in the middle east he passed one of the i think most uh, oppressive anti crime bills out there that of course criminalized things like you know crack cocaine or whatever there was all kinds of terrible things that this person did and that by the way oh, the that was hypocrisy. back in like the
2: 80s or something well, right 90s, when he was in the senate yeah. okay
1: Yeah. And of course, his own son smokes crack. and He's never seen the inside of a jail cell for that. So then there's also the rampant hypocrisy uh, within his own family. There's just so much uh, to to take apart here. But uh, a little bit more on his comments on the New York Post article, because he said in this interview with uh, 60 Minutes, he said the pandemic is over and some people on the left are just not having it. Uh, Progressive commentators have used social media to lash out at the president over his remarks, with MSNBC host Mehdi Hassan accusing Biden of lying to the American public. Quote, One of the many reasons they're not wearing masks is because people like Biden keep falsely telling them the pandemic is over, he said. Progressive Democrat." Isn't
3: that the first time he said that? I think so. It seems like the first time to me because it seems so noteworthy. It's getting a lot of coverage
1: former democratic ohio state senator nina turner who you mentioned earlier bonnie said this uh, is the um what 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 else does she do young she's on turks. the young turks that, that's right okay uh she rejected biden's assertion she says the pandemic isn't over we are over the pandemic the pandemic is not over with us big distinction she said
3: <laughs> this, i
2: don't let understand. me just make it
3: very clear <laughs>
2: I don't understand at all. Uh, the pandemic isn't
1: over with us.
3: See, it still likes us, but we don't like it anymore. And we want to break
1: up. She's saying you can't just ignore a pandemic, that it's going to continue to wreak havoc on people's lives. And but it's the not. Democrats aren't taking it seriously enough. But it's not wreaking havoc on people's lives. Oh, but they want you to believe that it is. But yes, you're right. I mean, when's the last person you heard of that actually had any kind of issues with COVID? I mean... Other
2: than what the government has said about COVID-19, it didn't it didn't wreak havoc on anyone's lives. It was you wouldn't have known it had happened if the government hadn't
1: caused the lockdowns.
2: It well, didn't
3: right, re- if the flu didn't disappear, it would have been really obvious how bad it was.
1: Well, right. And so the flu disappeared because a lot of the flu is likely being diagnosed as COVID. And every year people die because of the flu and yeah. society never had to shut down over it. Uh there's another one here. Dr. James Hamblin, a lecturer in public health policy at Yale University, says uh, mask wearing wasn't an accurate gauge of whether the deadly virus was still spreading. Quote, a pandemic isn't like bootcut jeans where you look around at what people are wearing and declare it over. I mean, except
2: it kind of is right. Yeah. If masks actually helped prevent the spread of COVID-19 and a lot of people are wearing masks, then that would suggest that the pandemic, you know, is winding down. At least a lot
3: of people believed that. Right.
2: But I mean, their narrative is that, you know, wearing a mask helps prevent the spread of COVID-19, right? So if fewer people are wearing masks, then that means there's less virus to spread around. The last attempts that governments made to impose, you know, restrictions and vaccine mandates and mask mandates and all that, it didn't go over very well.
1: And it wasn't no, nearly- had diminishing returns. It yes. went over well in the beginning, and then yes. the, okay, now you got to get your third and your fourth booster. That's going to try some people's levels of patience. My dad sure. told
3: me today that my grandma in California says things like, "We can't wait for the next booster."
1: <laughs> well, there's Terrible. still some true believers, right? I mean, those are the hardcores. Those are the ones that are mad at Biden uh, for making this statement. What
2: are they getting out of the booster that they're like we'll eagerly see- looking forward to? Because I can't They feel safe.
3: Yeah, what exactly. That's what, And my dad even said that he asked her, like, why? What is it doing for you? And she was like, it's keeping us alive.
2: <laughs> That's sad.
1: Or it maybe is- the opposite is true. There seems to be a lot of people who are dying unexpectedly as a result, supposedly, of these vaccines and boosters. And it's hard to, to connect one thing to the other. But why are so many sports athlete types Literally keeling over, like in their 30s, dying on the field. Yeah, that's happened too.
2: Yeah, like high schoolers. On
1: the field.
2: It reminds me of this Next Generation, the Star Trek Next Generation episode, where there was like this society that was dependent on this drug that they needed to stay alive. Otherwise, they would die. Mm. And there was this, this other society that was evolved entirely around getting these people this drug that they needed just to stay alive. And it turned out to just be It was a narcotic they were addicted to. Wow. Mm-hmm. And they had been led lied to their entire lives. But they firmly believed that they needed this drug in
1: order to stay alive. Well, that's the thing they probably did. I mean, I we're going to talk about a real story here, but it could be a real story because the uh the placebo effect is so strong. When somebody really does believe a thing to be true from a like a health standpoint, it might as well be true. If you to took an extent, that thing yeah. away, if somebody believed that this placebo or narcotic or whatever it was was keeping them alive and you took it from them, they would lose their minds and they would likely develop maladies as a result of not having it because that's what they believe should happen in their body. And there's a lot of evidence for this right. in the in the world of, of placebo. There's reverse or what they call as negative placebo, I think, effects. Yeah. And then there's standard like placebo effects. And people's people's minds are in a significant amount of control over their health and they don't realize it.
6: What became of Mark Edgington?
2: Oh, uh, he has... We fired him and we dragged him under
1: the bridge and we left him to rot. He's probably going to be back in like a week, I think. he's going to be here like Monday. Uh, I don't know for how long he's staying. Saturday? He's been kind of touring the planet for the last half a decade, trying to find some sort of freer place. Um, He kind of gave up on the whole New Hampshire freedom movement, which is too bad but that's the that's what he did he i think he was frustrated that it wasn't happening quick enough
2: he uh, just doesn't like the
1: cold no that's well he's got some correct.
2: valid criticisms of you know the free state project and recent developments with you know certain free staters and activists and things like that and as, he's got some valid criticism it's not just he hates the cold right
3: it's not just he hates the yeah, cold he, but that's a big thing
7: did he move did he finally move to those islands the Marineris islands
1: Uh, He did move there, and then he left. Uh, He decided that wasn't the right place for whatever this movement is that he wants to create. And so he's continued to look in various other places, and he seems to have settled now on an island uh, just north of Honduras. So it is part of Honduras, uh, but it's an island, and he's purchased some property there And it's like a resort or something like that, and he wants to bring people there. And he's also got some sort of mountain that he's investing in on the mainland in Honduras. That I'm not sure what that's going to turn into. Um, So, so he's been spending a lot of time down in uh, in Honduras recently. You all right? Okay. Racetrack?
7: Yeah. That. uh, No, I'm actually at work, and that's the main reason I don't call much anymore. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm in an industrial environment. I'm trying to get away. I try to get away as uh, from the noise sources as much as possible in a truck. Just roll by me.
1: Oh, okay. okay. Well, well, I appreciate you uh, calling and asking. Uh, but yeah, Mark's just kind of trying to find a, a more freer place and or build a freer place. He's got his heart set on this ZA concept, which is a, uh, a, a what they call a special economic zone uh, that supposedly, if it were to work as it was intended, would be essentially a legal carve-out from an existing government where they would set a certain uh, set of land, they would set that aside, and they would basically say, okay, well, this is going to be our special economic zone and you don't have to pay the normal taxes here and you don't have to obey the normal governmental regulations here. And so it's supposed to be like a freer place for people to do business.
8: My uh, cellmate in, uh, Berlin, uh, you know, at state prison, really close, close friends with me. Mm-hmm. He was, he, we shared the same cell for, for nearly a year. Wow. And, and, uh, he's been working down in uh, near the Cape. Uh, and, and, uh, he's, he was about 50. Mm Uh, and he, um, I don't know if he didn't get the right, uh, you know, supplements or, you know, whatever. I, I encouraged him to get the vitamin D and the C and zinc. And, uh, but, um, He he he, we lost him. He's gone from what and uh, from uh, allegedly uh, COVID. But I I I I didn't have a good connection with the rest of his family, so Mm -hmm. I don't know many details. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, the other interesting story is I was just talking to my sister and brother-in-law and. They both uh, contracted COVID and, and they're um, kind of uh, the progressive wing of my family. Okay. <laughs> At, and, um, you know, I stay in touch with them and they're not, you know, rabidly, you know, PDS or anything like that.
1: So what happened to them?
8: Except, well, my the interesting thing was, is a one you know my my brother-in-law who was very much more, you know, likely to get into my stuff about you know liberty and and anything like that. You mean he, if, when you say you get know, into
1: he, your stuff, you he mean would, he was going against you?
3: No, like to listen to you.
8: He well, no, he would. Uh, you know, go off on a, on a rant against me. Against you, okay. I'm okay. trying to have a conver- conversation with my sister, you know.
1: So what happened with was, the brother-in-law?
8: Uh, well, the interesting thing was, was that, you know, he was TDS big time. What's TDS? And uh, Trump. Uh, oh, Trump's Trump arrangement, arrangement
1: syndrome. Syndrome. syndrome, okay. You were you, drunk you, on Saturday you, night, huh, Major?
0: well I do like it I like beard talk yeah 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 he called into yeah.
1: beard talk live oh, okay. uh late Saturday night and it was funny because uh Jack from Washington was already on the line and Jack was pretty wasted and so then they put major, them together. <laughs> major Payne called in also pretty wasted and so they conferenced the uh, the two calls together so he actually got to hear Jack and Major Payne both drunk both on the phones at the same time something you cannot get on FCC. Uh, regulated radio. So if you if you want to hear what happened, then you should go. It's it's on our podcast feed. You can go to feeds.freetalklive.com. Subscribe to that. There, the full show, the full three hour uh, beard talk live is on the podcast feed. It's on Odyssey. It's also on our Odyssey channel. So you can go to video.freetalklive.com and you can hear what happened. Anyway, Major, what were you calling for tonight?
0: Yeah, that was damn near as good as being in a sawdust covered bar. With, you know, the, with the floor peanut shells and whatnot. Ew. Uh, <laughs>
3: Oh, peanut shells. I peanut, thought he said anyways, pee on the, I don't know, yeah. P on the floor.
0: You, you gave me a pretty good segue because uh, my brother-in-law dropped dead of a heart attack mm. like two three weeks after he got a shot. And he was 10, he, in his 70s, but he was always a health nut. He was a mm-hmm. dentist. He taught at U of M, Uh drank wine. I mean, you know, he wasn't a polluted fellow at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, Two weeks after he got the shot, bam, he dropped dead. Damn. And, uh,
2: Sorry to hear that.
0: I, well, I, I've lived my life with a lot of things in mind and models and such, but one thing that I learned long ago is if you didn't learn something today, you wasted a damn day. Mm. So as a result, I try to hang out with people smarter than me and in uh, northern Michigan, the Redneck Society I live in, that's pretty damn hard to do. So
1: that's <laughs> why you listen night, to us every night. Oh, thank pool. you, Major. <laughs> appreciate it.
0: Every now and then, I get a hold of a golden biscuit, and I do try to share it with you. (laughs) So I learned the other day that uh, most of the people that have taken the shot are probably going to drop dead within 10 years.
3: Well, you know, it's it's uh, not proven yet. It's just a... Well,
2: you can't... It's hard to prove. I mean, there's pretty good chances that any one of us are going to drop dead within the next 10 years, too.
3: Well, everyone that got the, like, um... What is it called? The one, the one that the military had to get um, and it was really bad for anthrax. Not everyone mm-hmm. had horrible reactions like my dad had anthrax and luckily never had anything bad happen to him. And a lot of people are completely physically disabled for the rest of their lives because of it. It's probably just like, you know, body to body.
1: Yeah, I don't I'm not necessarily on board with the total... Pharmaceutical conspiracy theorists, which is the view that right. everyone who took a vaccine is going to die from the vaccine. I and mean, what would some be the point of, of that years?
3: from the government? Let me kill all of my most loyal subjects.
1: Yeah, that doesn't make much doesn't sense. But it does make sense that they used a, a very untested drug on a very willing population to see what happens and they basically made the general population test subjects for this this new type of medication and they're seeing what happens and they knew they knew some people were going to die because some of the test results that did come out remember i think it was earlier this year uh, remember that judge ordered Pfizer they had to reveal the things they were supposed to reveal 70 years down the road the judge says no you got to reveal that right away and so they they're on a much quicker path they didn't they couldn't do it all in one month they were doing like ten thousand documents a month or something like that but in some of those documents they showed a tremendous level of you know negative results coming from the testing of these these drugs what what little testing that they did have and that was being covered up to
2: say so, nothing of all of the leaks from you know
1: project that project veritas has brought yeah. us
2: so these pharmaceutical reps like hey look i wouldn't get any of these vaccines right <laughs>
1: One guy says there's 3000 or almost 3000 Americans dying from COVID-19 every single week. But no, well, like even
2: if all of that is true, if they're in their car by themselves, but it could sneak into the car and get them. Could have gotten on a
3: surface or into the air or mm. something.
1: That's scary. It,
2: it's scary understand. that
1: these people could yeah. exist. It's hard to it's hard to fathom. Being I feel like one a of lot those of people. them
3: Just really just haven't ever, you know, left the place they live, don't know a lot of people, and they just really don't realize that Hmm. not a lot of people are dying.
1: There's a couple more comments here, and then we're going to get into Trump embracing QAnon, apparently. But a, a little bit more from the New York Post story, where they're in, they're they're interviewing some of the people from, or they're getting comments from people on the the hard left who are mad at Biden for announcing the pandemic is over. One of them, because uh, that's
2: how these things are decided now, that by democracy, mm. right?
1: If enough people are upset on Twitter, then that means the pandemic is back. Doctor Arif Feigelding, an epi- epi- love epidemiologist that name. at uh, Harvard University, a former member at Harvard, said this. A nine one one every week is a very big deal. Don't get me started on hashtag long covid. Oh, wreaking, a nine eleven every right. week, okay, uh, wreaking havoc on millions more. He then followed up later, saying, "Quote: I'm still shaking my head at what Biden says. If he only knew how much I stuck my head out and sacrificed for him in 2020." What did, What did you do? Did he... I guess he supported his campaign.
3: Maybe he was helping him with the child sacrifices that they do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: But, you know, uh, look, hey, sorry, buddy your politician disappointed you you're what, surprised about that huh what he's describing there is the
2: sunken sunken cost fallacy basically mm. it's like i assume what he's referring to as far as his sacrifices you know not going out wearing a mask doing all of that tedious stuff sacrificing could a be. year of his life or whatever in order to stall the pandemic and now all of that could be undone but really it's just the sunken cost fallacies like it's He's already sacrificed too much. He can't live in the, a world where all of that was for nothing. You know, the only thing he mm. can do at this point is to continue sacrificing. Because yeah. uh, otherwise it's all for nothing. Doctor- and,
3: and that's why a lot of people are still scared because they got vaccinated. They can't mentally accept that there's nothing to actually be afraid of and mm-hmm. that they took a vaccine that actually is probably more dangerous than the virus they're supposed to be afraid of. So their brain just doubles down.
1: Yep. Dr. Megan Ranney is one of them. She's the dean of the Brown University School of Public Health. She said, is the pandemic different? She said in all caps, sure, but over? With 400 deaths a day? I call malarkey. Well, there's all sorts
2: of conspiracy theories out there. And of course, one of those, one of the more popular ones that we've heard about throughout the last few years is this QAnon conspiracy, and I'm I'm not an expert on exactly what the QAnon conspiracy really entails.
1: Me neither, but it is one of those things that has come up from time to time. So I've I've looked at an occasional thing about QAnon, and uh, if I recall correctly, the claim is that QAnon is some sort of an insider, uh, that he is in the—I don't know if it was just the Trump administration, or he's like a bureaucrat that's been there for a long time. I'm not sure what the time frame was supposed to be, but somebody in the White House— Somebody who's got connections and they know what's happening and and that they are going to reveal the real story or whatever. And then then when Trump lost the election, QAnon disappeared for some number of months, if not like most of a year. And then I believe the story was that QAnon came back. And so the QAnon QAnon
2: is certainly back at this point.
1: Yeah. And they've they over the years of uh, Trump and this QAnon sort of phenomenon there have been these followers that have come into play, and the followers Priests. are even more interesting, well, or or acolytes, or whatever you want to call them, people that uh, believe the QAnon story. They, you know, they they bought it hook, line, and sinker, even though there's so many different examples, from what I understand, of QAnon being completely wrong. Right? The, the whole idea yeah. is QAnon can predict what's going to happen because he's on the inside track. Well.
2: Well, it's just like Harold Camping, right? The guy who's regularly predicting oh. apocalypses. He's and still alive? I, I don't know. He may be dead by now. He was pretty uh, yeah, old back in the 90s, was. but he was constantly predicting the end of the world is going to occur on this day. Jesus yeah. is going to come back on this day or whatever, and he... And it's just so
3: weird since the Bible specifically says nobody knows the time. It's just, why?
1: (laughs) I don't know. But people keep following people like that. By the way, Camping died in 2013. Okay, but he
2: was just consistently wrong, but that didn't stop people from continuing to believe in him. right? And it certainly didn't stop him from continuing to make predictions because it doesn't matter. That's just how
3: much people don't care about any facts is they don't care about the fact that multiple of his old predictions... Didn't co- happen, and therefore he shouldn't be trusted.
7: I do find, you know, David Olson from New Mexico quite intriguing. Really? Uh, I know he. You're the not-
1: only one. <laughs> so- well, I hear he's you know, available.
7: Well, the thing is not not intriguing, but the how he does to go um, to the session. The state session is on January and February. Uh-huh. He drives up to Santa Fe and he digs. He told me that. I think it was on this show, he digs a nine-foot hole. He must be like a six-foot guy. And I'm trying to imagine the six-foot hole, and then he climbs in there um, and stays overnight instead of paying for a hotel, because hotels in Santa Fe are like $150 a night or $120. I believe it, because
3: he's the same person that doesn't have a windshield on his car and just wears glasses.
1: He said that on this show, though, that he digs a hole and stays in it during the statehouse session. Right, I think it was on this show because they don't. I, I feel like not, I would remember that one. <laughs> like I remember the part about him not having a windshield. I was was like, remember that.
3: Yeah, bugs get in your teeth, but it's fine.
1: Maybe, maybe it was a night I wasn't uh, here. Maybe he, maybe because I'm not on every night. So maybe I,
3: I
2: don't know that he was serious when he was talking about the windshield thing, though. It
3: sounded serious. He had a lot of details, huh? and he was like, "They haven't pulled me over yet."
1: He is good at, at BSing, though. So, yeah, maybe it wasn't serious. <laughs> so, you believe him on this one. Where does he – did he say where he digs the hole? Because, I mean, you can't just well, easily I, do that in most places in a city.
7: Well, I – you know, the thing is that – okay, Santa Fe, if you go out of town just a little bit, like a mile, there's plenty of places that you could dig a hole like that. I it's see. not a big town. Mm-hmm. But then, mm. I'm trying to imagine a nine-feet hole. Is it nine feet going down or is it nine feet going into the hole?
1: Mm-hmm. I wish you would
7: call
2: I've dug collide. at least one hole before in my life, and no one out there is digging a nine foot hole by themselves with hmm. like a shovel. That, <laughs> that's Certainly, not
1: happening. I mean, why would anyone do it over a legislative session? That seems like a lot of work to put in to just hear a bunch of hot air.
7: Well, I mean, he wants to talk about his kids. He wants to go and meet, uh, change the laws to. To get his kids back. That's what he always does. I don't know.
1: I mean, I, mean, I mean, his kids are about to be 18, and I think one of them just turned 18. Yeah, well, whatever, he so. doesn't
7: want this to happen to
3: anyone else, so. Mm-hmm.
1: But didn't we ascertain with David that, like, if his kids wanted to have contact with him at they this could, point, yeah. they could? At least one of them could, I think. Yeah. I don't know about the
3: Yeah, answer. but hes he thinks that the mom is, like, feeding them bad information, which would make sense. I mean, they've just impossible. been kids with her the whole life, or their whole lives. Yeah, that's... Right?
1: Uh, yeah, that's
7: Yeah, all, all you got to do is they say, uh, your father died in a, a construction accident. He's mm. no, no longer around. Or he's a, mm. he's a, he's a, he's a no-good son of a gun. And he just abandoned you guys. And what was your bully, dad like? The... My dad, I mean, actually, I got his bipolar from him. It's hereditary. He was bipolar. Did he also not but work? I, well, it's kind of hard to... Kinda, no, He did work, but not he did not function very well. He what did he do? What was his a, job? He, he was actually a pastor. The success is that, you know, I'm living out my life each day, mm-hmm. doing the best I can to be of service. I'm going to vote. I bring up all these political issues. I do community service. I help people, um, you know, marketing, helping out Richard with better their life. What their kind of community company. service and, do you do?
1: She calls this show.
7: Well, so, well, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. And i also been calling our representatives to put up more speeding cameras. Hold on. Do on you actually do I any
2: think. actual community service? Like, do you work at a soup kitchen or pick up litter or anything? Well, I mean, that is community service. No, 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 I'm no, no no no, 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 Sarah. Cameras. Sitting around I mean, calling your senators th- is not a community service I, i'm sorry hey senators
3: please give uh, my community more tickets when they're speeding <laughs> on their way to work because they need to be there on time because their grocery bills are going up
2: i'm willing to give you a lot of slack on this one sarah like if, if you just walk are walking from one place to another and occasionally you've been down and pick up a a coke can that someone discarded and you finish throwing it in the trash i'll give you that as community service do you do any of that
7: well, I've done that before, you okay. know, for a while, but I think okay. it's more important that we have three state highways within our city limit, and we're not, right now, we're not allowed to put any speeding cameras, speeding vans. This is what you think so is more city,
2: important than working in a soup kitchen yeah. or feeding the homeless or picking up litter? Yeah. You, you think contacting okay. senators?
1: the community to make them pay more to the government? For highways. Oh,
7: look, at, look, at, look at this. Okay, we, okay. We have a very outdated state statute. It needs that wording. Why don't you Honestly, run for office? I mean,
1: mm-hmm. you are so such a busybody. Why don't you throw in your hat for state representative?
7: Well, you know what? I, many, many people have asked me to run for office. I mean, I'm uh, just really flattered that they just think so highly of me.
2: I don't have mm-hmm. permission from my federal probation person to actually go to 8chan or anything like that. But okay. I think... That's where you would have to go in order to find QAnon, and given the nature of QAnon, it seems unlikely that I would be given permission to do that. But I was
3: going to ask if you ever asked them for permission to go on 8chan.
2: No, and uh, certainly not for Trump's social either, just mm-hmm. because I, I don't care for either of those things. There's nothing on 8chan that I'm
1: particularly interested is in. Is 8chan even online
3: I these days? I thought it, it was is. just 4chan. Is that a different
2: one or a new one? 8chan is the more,
1: as I understand it... It's 8, like 4chan times two. Yes, it's oh, okay. the it's the more <laughs> depraved version of yeah. 4chan. Wow, you can get more depraved
2: yes, than 4chan? Right? Yes, it's, as I understand it, it's pretty bad. And it's... It was banned from the internet, sort of not really bad, but like Amazon wouldn't provide them with web hosting, and then this other company refused to provide them with web hosting, and they ran right, into that in a that. number of places. I think they finally did come back online by changing their domain name to something else, and they just sort of flew under the radar, I think, and maybe it's like a
1: kun or something like that, K-U-N. uh, Yeah, there's a logo here for 8KUN, uh, but they don't even link to it. It just says its current status is active, but there's no link. Like, they don't want you to find it. Right. It's
2: probably the closest you can get to a Darknet site on ClearNet, Hmm. right? there's, there's, There's no easy way to find it, as I understand it. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, that's what they got to do, In and way. and it probably is just a Darknet site at this point. I don't know why they would want to be on ClearNet with all of these issues they've been facing. Just make, it, yeah, just make it a Darknet site and be done with it. Mm. One of the things I like about the Pirate Bay is that they have a Darknet version of the site, and... Even if the Pirate Bay went down, and for years this was true, you know the PirateBay.org or the PirateBay.sc for a long time, their domain name was, you know, it was hit or miss whether or not it would even be online. Their their darknet site was always online without fail. But so there's all sorts of things about QAnon that we don't know and that we probably can't even find out because they've been blacklisted everywhere. It's the same thing that we ran into with these shooters and their manifestos. It's like we have to go off what the media is telling us about these people. Because we can't find that information ourselves. It's Mm -hmm. been restricted to parts of the internet that the average person just can't find.
3: Like a website I like called The Vigilant Citizen. They did a story about Pizzagate, like right when Pizzagate was coming out. And like so much in-depth info. It's like where I know most of what I know about Pizzagate. And it got taken down from their own website. And he recently went to a subscribe Method Instead of having ads, and he said that he got to put that Pizzagate article back up because they w- just kept taking it down because they would otherwise take uh, take away their ads.
2: Donald Trump is certainly flirting. He doesn't have a lot of options, right, as far as successfully becoming president again. So on Tuesday, using his troth- Truth Social platform, the only social media speaking of people who have been censored and mm-hmm. not allowed to speak... He had to make his own social media platform because he's been banned from all the others. He posted an image of himself wearing a Q lapel pin <laughs> overlaid mm. with the words, the storm is coming. He reposted an image of himself. I, I don't know if that mm. means he retweeted a photoshopped one of someone else or mm. or what is very unclear. Well, he's
3: blocked from Twitter.
2: In QAnon lore, the storm refers to Trump's final victory. <laughs> When supposedly he will regain power and his opponents will be tried and potentially executed on live television, Wait, I what? I have got to get permission to dig into this rabbit hole, man, for journalistic reasons. If nothing else, this sounds like it sounds inter- it sounds like fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Really, it does, yeah. and that's
3: just crazy. I mean, it sounds like fantasy. It's so, sort of similar to like the LP National tweeting that teachers who. uh teach CRT and gender ideology should be arrested immediately.
1: The LP National
3: tweeted that? Yeah, it was so cringy. It was the worst thing I've ever seen.
1: Most of their posts are pretty decent these days, though. Yeah, but
2: weaponizing the state to target people yeah, with ideological differences. Is, i surprised is.
1: that one that one got through.
2: As Trump contemplates another run for the presidency and has become increasingly assertive in the Republican primary process during the midterm elections, his actions show that far from distancing himself from the political fringe, he is welcoming it. Well, yeah, mm. they're the people; they've been his biggest supporters for yeah. the last yeah. two years or whatever. While mainstream Republicans were turning their backs on him, sure. the QAnon, well, always, be-
1: the, the mainstream Republicans were always against Trump. They only they embraced him when he won the primary. Because he wasn't Hillary.
3: Yeah, even like my parents who now like Trump, before he won the primary, they were. They, my, I remember my mom and grandma saying stuff like, I don't really like that man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Jesus wants us to vote for him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, Jesus should have made him a better person then. Well, same
1: thing's true. I mean, the Democrats are just the same, right? They voted in the primary against Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris <laughs> was the first loser of the Democratic primary. She was the least successful of all of their candidates because she's awful. And then they put her in, you know, the Democratic uh, whatever National Committee decided she was going to be Biden's running mate. And now everybody who's a Democrat supports her.
2: Didn't all of the presidential candidates end up with like some sort of kickback from the Biden administration, like Pete Buttigieg became the yeah. Transportation yeah, Secretary, yeah. something like that. Kamala became the VP. I don't know about all the others, but I'm sure they got something as well for conceding and throwing in the hat and letting Biden take first place. Trump's recent postings have included images referring to himself as a martyr, fighting criminals, psychopaths, Mm -hmm. and the so-called deep state. Of course he is. He gets off on it.
1: Well, I mean, they are coming after him. Yes. At this point. Like, before that would have been speculative. Now it's, I mean, they did raid his house. They did. Yeah.
2: And that's why he's playing a really dangerous game here. I mean, the Mm -hmm. QAnon thing, that's what led to the, quote, January 6th insurrection in the first place, which Mm -hmm. wasn't an insurrection. And the government is smart enough to not punish Trump for that. They're instead punishing him over these classified documents or whatever that he may or may not have had. He's playing a dangerous game by making it more likely that they're going to target him for something by
1: continuing to support QAnon. Maybe he feels like it's inevitable. He may. you know, maybe he feels like he's just gonna throw caution to the wind at this point. He knows something's coming. They've got his passports. He can't leave. I mean, I suppose he could. He's Trump, right? He can probably just charter a private jet or something like that if he really wanted to. But he's yeah. he's at the end of his, his uh line. He's in his late seventies. Uh, you know, maybe he feels like this is the last thing he can do. I don't know. Who knows what he and thinks. And it could very
2: well be he could just believe in this nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. In one now deleted post from late August, he reposted a queue drop One of the cryptic message board postings that QAnon supporters claim come from an anonymous government worker with top secret clearance. Evidently, it's a Q post, from what I can tell. A Trump spokesperson did not respond to a request for comment, but even when his posts
1: haven't referred to the conspiracy theory directly, Trump has amplified users who do. How do you... Hold on. So again, this whole Q phenomenon is so mysterious to me because... I've never been able to, like all the times that it's ever come up, and it doesn't come up often on this show, but whenever it right. comes up, I always find myself like, all right, how do I find Q? I want to find the actual posts. Are they just posts to an anonymous message board? I mean, I understand it might have had like a Twitter account or something in the past. At least with a Twitter account, you know you're only getting whoever it is that has access to that Twitter account. Now, there could Maybe be Maybe this than all one just person.
3: gets re, like screenshots get posted on Facebook because boomers are only on Facebook.
1: Well,
2: as I understand maybe. it, there is
1: a QAnon account on 8chan. There are no accounts on on those sites, are there? I thought they were all uh, anonymous. I didn't know there were actual users on those sites. I
2: thought the whole point of I thought of those... most people posted anonymously, but, but there was there an option a, of having... Cre- uh, well, I thought you could create an account, but most maybe. people just didn't. Maybe you're right.
6: I just wanted to call up because it sounded like there was a few questions that people had regarding the whole QAnon Phenomenon, phenomenon, and uh, so I was just instead of me info dumping, I thought it would be nice, perhaps, maybe, if you did have questions about the whole history of it, um, perhaps you could ask me because I've followed along with it pretty closely. Well, first,
3: how do how how does the average person follow along?
6: So, for those that are into Chan culture, everyone knows Four Chan. That's the famous. That's
2: not the average person.
6: (laughs) Okay, 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 for the average nerd like me, everyone knows that 4chan was based off of a Japanese site called 2chan, which was hmm. Japanese. It was for fandom stuff. It's for anime and whatnot. And they had a channel called uh, Random. Random is where you could post anything you wanted. And of course, there was a miner that was actually uh, in charge of the site back then. He started it at, at 15, hmm. and it turned to complete chaos. Um, hmm, so, okay. <laughs> I did not know year, that history. That's
2: um, interesting. Oh, I thought it began with four yeah, chan. So, I didn't know about two chan. Yeah. yeah, who
1: knew?
6: Yeah, yeah. Four chan was a weeaboo's. Uh, that, in other words, a, oh, yeah, uh, anime. Uh, yeah, anime fans' uh, uh, American version of it. Hmm. So you take something that the Japanese do, and and you know, it into an American thing. Anyway, the point is, is that um, eventually the person he grew up, uh, Christopher Poole, uh forward slash mute. Uh, moot. Anyway, so he gave up the site and other people took it over. From there, things kind of started, you know, becoming somewhat tame. And then eventually one of the users of 4chan said, hey, you know, we could create a chan site that allows people to make their own chan boards. Hmm. So they called it 8chan, 8 as in infinity. Ah, once Okay. And so how does a random site...
2: person find this?
6: Okay, so well, coon means child. A chan was taken offline because no one would host it, so they changed the name to coon, meaning child of four chan or eight chan. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Okay. And so, but during the eight chan thing, that's when the uh, that's when uh, a lot of calamity happened. Since anyone could make their own anonymous board, mm-hmm. and yes, you can create an account if you want to make a name. Quote unquote name for yourself on these boards, which not often people do. Uh, the the uh, Christchurch shootings happened that made it big into the news, and so everyone started getting down on 8chan.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I remember that.
6: But you can essentially make any Chan board that you want. I mean, it's so like. So is that uh, what Q know. did?
1: Did Q make his or her he own made, board?
6: This person made an account on the original 8chan, uh-huh. and it began a following. And that following started having YouTube channels with live Mm -hmm. streams in 2016 and 17 is when I was really following it. And there was one reason why I was following it. I'll tell you a little inside information here. Um, One of my friends who was way more into 4chan than I was said that he he and several others were approached by anonymous sources that they would be paid to start pushing propaganda on the Chan boards during the Trump election.
1: Hmm.
6: And that's a true story, and that's the only thing that I know about it. And then all of the stuff about Hillary and Pizzagate and all of these conspiracy theories started coming out. And so I think it was basically uh, a mercenary uh, force of people that were putting in, uh, early information out to kind of start the seed, the kindling, hmm. to start this whole religious fearer so you were following
1: on. it closely in the early days but you haven't found it recently you haven't been you haven't tracked down Q in the last year
6: I well that's correct yes to be honest right. yeah, yeah. so it, presumably it the be, first place to yeah.
1: start if somebody wanted to try to find this mystery or whatever uh, this nonsense is over on the 8 kun board because it is still yeah, online yeah. Uh, it took some time for me to find the URL but it is 8kun.top uh, and it seems yeah, to be all about Q. There's almost no content with the exception of Q-related uh, posts. But I don't know if Q, him or herself, is actually on this forum.
6: Or they. Remember, right. this is an account. It could be shared. So if one person goes down, the other person takes over, just like any PR yeah. campaign account. Um, in fact, yeah, so 8Koon A- 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 would probably – even if he's not he or she or they is not posting on 8Koon A- – uh, that would be probably the first place where people would start posting links to where it's actually happening. Hmm. And to answer your question about the reason why I don't think it's on the dark web, um, so first of all... I don't are, think
2: anyone asked that, but go ahead.
6: Oh, well, you were mentioning something about being uh, about why isn't this being shoved onto the dark net anyway. Didn't I remember here? I think, hearing she, I think something you something she said like something about that. It, basically, it's like, okay, well, first of all, you have the anonymity as it is, and if you control the site, you get to save who does and does not have the ability to post. So, if so long as Chan boards... Can you get that on the darknet as well, anytime, though. You can. Um, I think, in fact, you can uh, uh, access these Chan boards. Wouldn't through, surprise me. I mean, you can uh, run a Chan board report. on the
1: darknet, but obviously it's going to restrict the potential number of oh, people not, that see that even not further. Not the .onion address. You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune in to our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Freetalk Live's Amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live.